talking about double cheeseburger, talking about extra cheese, <laughs> talking about one of them, talking about a bacon double cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know what that is. What's that from? Blue Streak? No. Just <laughs> talking about... Just making shit up. Just talking. You're just, you're just talking about it. I'm just, about. I'm just talking about... Doubt came in my mind As I'm sure it's coming to yours Leaving one to ponder about Whether it's right or not These last few of many days Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are the Board Game Social Club, coming back at you with another episode today. I am AJ, of course, here with my two co-hosts, Robbie and Josh. Say hello, boys. Hello, hello boys. boys. <laughs> of boys. <laughs> we, uh, being the Board Game Social Club, we discuss all things board game and uh, socialize as well. Should we shoot? It? Shoot it. Yeah. Everyone just... clink your mic so it sounds cool. I mean, it might be the first one, but... I got this fucking thing on mine. I can't clink it. We talked about grandpa a lot in these. We give one to grandpa. There's for old time's sake. That's right. We're not gonna get a play axis and allies. <laughs> no, we're not. Not today. <laughs> not yet. We'll get there, grandpa. We got a few years. Yeah. How- Hopefully like ninety. Who else do we have here with us, Age? Well, there's a new member to the production team. We have a producer now. Ooh, his name is sponsored. This is the moment. Trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, P Trick. Producer, producer Trick, also known as Patrick. Welcome to the show, Patrick. He's not going to talk because he's behind the glass. If we were a professional, there'd be a nice podcast, wall of glass. There'd be a nice wall of glass, and he'd be yeah. the man in the glass, man in the box. Yep. Well, before we dive into our game description, which, you know, should we just say what game we're going to talk about? I feel I like... usually do, and I didn't this time. <laughs> okay, mixing it up. Should we just keep Keeping them on their toes? That's true. And you don't know what we're we're just going to start describing it, and we'll see if you guys can guess what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's... it was in the title of the podcast. It's a game. Yep, they read it. Nope. It's they a read new it, game read it. at home. They don't know. Should I just call this one episode yep. nine? Episode nine. Blank. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Enjoy the mystery. We are a mystery podcast, of course. <laughs> Or we talk and you try to figure out what the hell we're saying. <laughs> Good luck. Well, is that what we're going with? <laughs> no, you can't. No, Robbie. Just say it, Robbie. Go just ahead. Tell what we're talking about. Today, we are going to be talking about a little game called Machi Koro. Uh, it's a fun little game. I don't need to say more about it because nope. we're going to say more about it. We're going to say a lot just more about it. It is not a board game, and we'll probably well, get hey, into that. We'll get into that. I'm just saying, as a teaser, you know. Got it. We'll say one thing about it. Please. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it now. We're just going to talk about it. A We're little, just going to say one thing. Well, before we actually talk about it, I want to invite everybody to check out our social media pages uh, at BGSC Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. AJ is going to take over being our photographer mm-hmm. starting this episode and last episode. If yeah, you I'm got going to do that today, probably. <laughs> so hopefully I you've hope already you guys, seen those hope pictures. hope you guys are enjoying... Tickets to ride. There will be some visual stimulants for you <laughs> here shortly. Hopefully, like two weeks ago. Yeah. At this point, you know. Yes. At it's this like point. a whole Terminator <laughs> timeline. Right. You know, we got to go back. Exactly. We gotta, we gotta, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so AJ will be taking some pictures of this game. You can check those out on Instagram as we go through our game description. That way, maybe this will make a little bit more sense. 
So without further ado, Josh, you have anything to say? Yeah, I got a whole bunch of stuff to say. <laughs> Should we cue some music right now? Should we cue or? some music before you start? <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Uh, Robbie, cue the music. Way to go, hero. You've been elected as a mayor in the world of Machi Koro, and your citizens have some hefty expectations of their newly elected official. Jobs, a new stadium, heck, even an old cheese factory in town probably burned down and they need a new one of those too. Probably. The old mayor was a drunk and a fool and placed all his figurative chips in the one wheat field and one bakery basket. Along with the blueprints for some nifty new landmarks, armed only with your trusty die and a dream, you must grow Machikoro into the largest city in the region. You'll need to earn income from your establishments and build all four of the proposed landmarks if you want any hope of re-election. That being said, let's get into some facts. I got a couple facts for you. This game was released in 2012. You can find it on Amazon today for $25.50. The number of players in this game is 2 to 4, and there is at least in one expansion that allows you to increase that number. Is that an expansion or an extension? I there's not a difference. You guys are you guys are completely no, there is, an, there no, is a not. difference. It's literally on the box. No. Nope. In any case. It's not a difference. What else you got for facts? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Bringing it back around. So two to four and you can extend it to potentially more players? I think so. <laughs> Time to play is thirty to forty five minutes. Ages eight plus. Game type, I think I read a couple different ones. I think card drafting and dice rolling. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can think of any other ones. Those are the two I saw that seem to fit. I think those are pretty good. And that's about that's about it for facts. Should we get into some physical description? Yeah, let's talk about the game board for this game. First of all, there is no game board, which takes us back to a question we had in Secret Hitler. Is this a board game? What are we even doing here right now? <laughs> yeah, good, good choice. So let's talk about the accessories that go on with this not not board game. There are 15 establishments featuring a number that corresponds to a dice roll for which the establishment pays out. There's a cost, there's an establishment type, and there's a description of when and how much the establishment pays. There's also four landmark cards featuring a cost and a benefit that you gain once you purchase said landmark. There's also a pair of dice. They are two standard six-sided dice, one green and one blue. Uh, the color has no real bearing on the game. And then there are a bunch of coins. There are They are cardboard <laughs> coins or fancy plastic coins if you buy the fifth anniversary edition in denominations of one, five, and 10. After all those accessories, I'll bring us into a playing space. To begin, each player's playing space consists of four landmark cards, face down, a wheat field, a bakery, and three coins. As players purchase more establishments, they place those cards face up in front of them. Nice. Let's get into a turn overview. So at the start of your turn, you're going to roll the dice. Any player who has a card that matches the number rolled is going to follow the directions on the card and then collect the appropriate number of coins. Not all cards give you uh, coins every time. You're going to have to like follow the directions. Specific. Fuck, this is so stupid. Just, 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 I had it. 
Just read it. <laughs> yeah, take drink. a drink. drink. <laughs> we all drink for that or do? Might yeah, as well. We're, yeah, we're in this together. Social. Sorry. Hey, guys. Sorry, up. guys. <laughs> Sorry. Just read it. Already. Just read the fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, it didn't doesn't explain it, but it's simple. Just fuck, just, just just read it. <laughs> All right. So at the start of your turn, you're gonna roll the dice. Any player who has a card that matches the number rolled follows the directions on the card and collects the appropriate number of coins. After the coins have been collected by everyone, you may buy an establishment or build a landmark. The method of determining the winner in this game is every player has four landmarks to build during the course of the game, and the first player to complete their landmarks wins. Nice. All right, there are also a few different add-ons to this game. There are other games in this series of games. There's one called the Harbor Expansion, um, along with another one called the Millionaire's Row. So each of these added landmarks, players, sometimes establishments, as well as rule and mechanics changes, like being able to renovate establishments which essentially allowed people to close down other people's establishments temporarily oh that's really cool yeah it's kind of like a fun defensive thing nice. that's kind cool. of like the robber in Catan. yeah exactly of. wow exactly that's neat. Um, there's also a deluxe edition that included both of the expansions uh, there's one called machi koro bright lights big city this is a standalone game that includes elements of the base game and both of the expansions the one thing I couldn't tell from my research was whether it included all of the pieces together. That seemed like the deluxe edition, but I think it just included bits and pieces of each one. So like the entire base game plus parts of each expansion. But I could be wrong. I don't really know. Um, that's the Bright Lights Big City? Yeah. Yeah, Big Bright Lights Big City. And deluxe comes with Harbor and Millionaire. Is yeah. that what you're... Okay. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I couldn't tell is whether deluxe edition was like its own thing or if you had to have the base game and then you buy the deluxe edition that included both expansions. Mm. But I know Machikoro Bright Lights Big City is its own. Like you buy that game, you can play it. You don't need it's the its base own, game. own game. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then finally there is Machikoro Legacy, which sounds really awesome. We were talking about legacy games earlier with our guest producer, uh, Trick. And uh, this, I think Machikoro Legacy potentially could add like the thing that Machikoro needs to make it like really awesome. Yeah. But we can kind of get into that potentially later. Nice. Yeah. Well, so I those are so. all of the, those are all that I could, that I could find on the games in the series. And we've just broken the world record for the game description for Board Game Social Club because that took like 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Great job, everyone. Well, we didn't talk about. <laughs> How you buy cards and what a, what every card does for you. That's true. We could have gone into more detail. Which we do. I don't we know. We might. Who knows? Yeah. If you can open the game up and read something on a card, we probably don't need to say it out loud. That's true. If we pique your interest with what this game sounds like, then you probably don't. You don't need to hear what every card is. Yeah. I mean, we'll get in. We'll get into how the game kind of works during our discussion. Right. Um, let's uh, let's. I don't know if we're going to include any of the, our talk about it, about expansions and extensions, but I feel like we should just clear the air about that. We should, yeah. Okay. In a very uh, objective way, as objective as possible, Catan is like a very weird game that that <laughs> they have to distinguish between expansion and extension, whereas Machi Koro seems to put that all into an ex expansion. They're like new rules along with allowing for more players mm -hmm. in some of their expansions. 
Whereas Catan does this dick thing where they they make you pay money just for the simple pleasure of adding more people to the game. Right. And if you went and bought that and it said expansion on the board and you just got the ability to play with more players, that's a that's a dick move, you know? So yeah, they totally. call that an extension. Mm-hmm. This game does not have an extension. It puts it all together as part of the expansion. That's gotcha. the way I understand it. Gotcha. Yeah, when I was reading the the info to get the facts, it was like two to four with like a hyphen that goes to, I think it goes to five potentially. I think that's what I saw. And that's probably just as a part of one of the one of the expansions. Yeah. Just add to that. Yeah. All right. Sweet. I'm glad we got that out of the way, guys. <laughs> if that all makes The air sense. was not clear. The air was, wasn't clear. Semantics, you know? Yeah. I'd love to and sit Katan. here and argue semantics with you about a game we did a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, so my favorite part of Catan is... Just kidding. <laughs> uh, speaking of favorite parts, though... Let's get into that. Yeah, yeah. Favorite parts of Machi Koro. I think I actually thought about this ahead of time for the ones on the drive over. Nice. I'm excited for you to go since I don't have one. Well, I was hoping one of... I wrote three down. You wrote it down on your drive over? Real mature. I, I pulled over. Were there a lot of stoplights? <laughs> I pulled to the, I pulled I pulled to to the, the side shoulder. of E470. <laughs> yeah. Super this highway. This is very important. So I, I very safely over. put on my turn signal. Hazard. Slowly made my way to the soft shoulder. Exactly. Took down three using my voice to text. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course. Now I got to pick my favorite because I was hoping to go. I thought maybe you guys would have one and maybe you used one of mine, you know? So. Well, if you got three of them, pass yeah, the phone around. Yeah, there's three of us, and <laughs> you probably just say them. All right, my favorite aspect of this game, and it's going to suck because we haven't talked about this game at all for our listeners, so that this could be confusing, but maybe a, a slight backstory. So throughout the game, you have two dice to roll, but you only are allowed to roll two dice once you flip over one of your landmarks that AJ talked about. Mm-hmm. Train so, station. And it's, yeah, it's called the train station. It only costs four coins. So it's the cheapest one. So you get that one pretty early. But it's the thing that allows you to roll two dice. So until you flip that card over, you can only roll one die. And then after that, you have the choice to roll two or roll one. Um, I think that is probably my favorite part of this game. Just because uh, like the aspect of you have the choice between rolling two dice or one dice. It's like a way to kind of play defensively based on what other players are buying in the game. Right. So you can roll if 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 you guys are buying nines and tens and sevens and um, all that, and I focus on one through six, I don't even have to roll two dice. Uh, and you guys, all those nines that you buy are completely off limits. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it'll never produce for you when I roll if I just roll the one die. Right. Now, there are like a lot of strategies that 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 is not like necessarily like the best strategy potentially, which we'll, I'm sure, get right. into. Yeah, not getting yourself any of those things either. Right. If, right. if, that's... if you have those cards. Right. But that that choice is like a really unique aspect of this game. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. What happens early in the game where only one person maybe can do that, and they've started to buy like nines and tens or something, and so like the other people can still continue to be like, I'm not going to turn, you know, my train station over yet. Or even if you do, like, I'm not ready to roll doubles yet. It's not going to help me that much yet. So I'm sure not going to try to help somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you get later in the game, and pretty much everyone's trying to roll doubles because sevens and eights and sixes are like really where like the game winners lie right and the cool thing about that though in this game is you don't have to unlock both dice to buy those higher numbers so if everybody else has those cards you know has two dice and they're rolling two 
you could still buy nines, tens, and whatever, and right, you know, you're not rolling them, but a lot of them are community numbers, so mm-hmm. you get paid anyway. Yeah, that's true. So there, there's something to be said about that. It's yeah, kinda, any establishment is available to purchase, right? At, at any, any time. time, even if you can't roll to get to, even if you can't personally roll that number, you can still buy it. So right. So I, I'm going to use that one. I think that's one of my favorite things about this game. It, it's it adds to the strategy of like, what am I going to? Am I going to roll two dice or am I going to roll one? Mm-hmm. You, know, you could really turn off somebody else's strategy based on rolling one or two dice. Yeah, totally agree. Plus the probability changes, which is like, yeah, that's you know, a really cool aspect. Yeah, right. At the heart of this, it's a it's a dice game, you yeah. know, with two dice, and so the 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 uh, distribution of the probability over like two dice. Yeah, everyone um, knows that. We talked about it in Catan. You right. do it in, in craps. Seven is more likely than six and eights, all that. But as soon as you're only rolling one dice, it's just equal yeah. probability. Right. One and six chance to roll one through six. That's it. Yep. Exactly. And that, that flows right into my favorite part, which I said I, I think it was my favorite part of Catan, is I love craps. <laughs> like, and it's all of us. It's such a fun game. When we were in college, we talked about it all the time. We played Play on the it. table just to like <laughs> come up with strategies and again using all that and what you know from that and being able to play a game that's essentially craps for a city version you're buying numbers <laughs> you're like you're you're still playing statistics probability all those mathematical things that you know we like about playing craps you know if you're gambling you love to be able to know the the odds and the numbers and what you're most likely to win at. Yeah, are you making a smart bet? Are you making a right? And that 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 flows into this game way more than Catan. Catan's just kind of luck, depending on what numbers you get. This one, you can literally choose the numbers, so it's right. just like craps. I'm betting on eight, putting all my money in eight. You can buy three eight cards and stack up the yep. you know stack up the abilities from it, which would be like putting your putting more and more money right. on the it's eight. Like getting your odds, crimes. you can get the odds behind it. So, yeah. which in Catan you can sort of you choose that too, but only in the very beginning, and there's a lot of like competition for those numbers, right? And then, it, and once then the from game there starts, on, you can't. Yeah, you can try to make your way or whatever, but it's not like this where you can literally choose any number you want to. Yep. Deal and with the cards and will you, run out yep. eventually, but until then, like anybody can choose any number. Which is an interesting thing that I don't think we talked about. There is a limited number of you know the supplies, so mm. yep. yeah, and that definitely comes into play. Yep, fairly often. But I think that is my, just with all dice games, any dice game that really emulates a craps table mm-hmm. gets my gears grinding. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that's a bad thing. <laughs> grinds, really grinds my gears. Really grinds my in gears. In a positive way. Polishes them up. <laughs> How sweet and smooth they run now. I don't think you get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, going along with that with with this versus Catan. Catan is so interesting because the numbers produce resources that allow you to to buy another settlement or a road that leads you to a settlement, and then that allows you to get more numbers. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just like money production instead of yep. resource production. Like, like you still buy, like <laughs> not re- they're not called resources, but you know you buy the ability to make more coins off of different numbers, which is similar to Catan. Like you. Right. You can build that settlement on, say, a five that you didn't have before. Well, in this game, you can you gather those coins. You can buy a five that you didn't mm-hmm. have before. But it's a lot more freedom with your coins to just be able to do like, several numbers, right? Multiple numbers. So, yeah, this game this game resembles craps more because of twelve that. That is numbers. just straight money. I agree by twelve numbers. 12 that numbers. is unique, actually. Mm-hmm. 
compared yeah. to craps. You can't, can't buy, buy a one. one. Sons of bitches. Damn. Dang. That's a house bet. I hadn't thought of that. Why wouldn't you let people bet on one? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, one goes off the table and the other dice stays on and it's a, a one, one. And it's a win. <laughs> it's, it's like double Pays a thousand to Damn. one because when does that arrive? You better go pitch that to some casino, casino people. Yeah. I don't know who you pitch hey, that pit to. Boss. Hey, Pit you Boss. You want to pay me for this? I got an idea. I'm betting on come one. Over here. Come over here. <laughs> Listen, dealer, stop moving those dice. I got hold an on, idea for on. you. All right, sweet. My turn. Your turn, age. Favorite part. I got one. I love how you can pair two numbers together in this game. So the the cards for the seven, or I'm sorry, the, the specific thing that the seven card does and the eight card does, and maybe some... 11, 12. 11, 12. There you go, Josh. Um, they give you bonus coins for however many cards you have that go with them. So the eight card goes with however many gear cards you have, which are the fives and nines. Which kind of goes back to what I was saying about how every card has a type. Yeah, it's a type. So there, Robbie, why don't you, since you can see the cards, why don't you tell me like real quick what the types are? There's, you got some wheat. You got a wheat symbol. Uh, I think it's mostly with like farming stuff. Yep. You have is it a cow? Like a cow symbol, which yep. also goes with other kinds of. It's ranching. like livestock ranching. Yep. Then Might be the only one. Is ranch the only one? I yeah. think so. Then there's a there's a little loaf of bread, which is like a bakery convenience store. Uh, things like that. There's a coffee cup, which is like a restaurant. Yeah, cafe, family restaurant. Um, there's factories that has like a little roof line of a factory as the picture. There's it's like a it's like, it's a, like tower. a tower. Looks like a radio tower. They're kind of like bigger establishments, like a TV station. Yeah, like a TV station, a business center, and a stadium. And then there are the one, and it looks like a it's a Farmer's Market has apple? like an apple. Apple? No way. I think it's an apple. <laughs> Why the, the fuck would there be a stopwatch for a farmer's a market? Stopwatch? I think it's some sort of fruit. An apple seems a little strange too when you look at it. It's not like a leaf. Yeah, it's not a leaf coming off it. It's a very, it's a round thing with a little thing coming off the top and a couple lines. It's seems like a fruit. You know what? It fucking kind. looks like a stopwatch. It's a stopwatch. <laughs> it it looks like a stopwatch. There are hands and numbers. It's a, definitely. A, <laughs> Um, nice. So, so anyway, that's right, all the that's, that's all the types. So anyway, some the of the boring mechanic stuff that we skipped. Yeah, coming in to play now. So <laughs> if you get either the seven or the eight, it gives you bonus coins for having some of those types. So the eight gives you bonus coins for having all the gear types, and I think the, which I didn't include. There's also the gear type. <laughs> you didn't do the gear types? No. Whatever. It's Nine and five. It's just a forest and a mine. Yeah. So whatever the I mean. I think AJ mentioned it earlier, but he did. Yeah, and then I think the seven is the seven the cow. Yeah, the, uh, the cow the ranch. Thing. So yeah, I really like how you can you can spend some of your early game collecting certain types of cards, like either the the cow cards or the gear cards, and then later you can pick up cards that give you bonuses for those cards, and that seems to be a strategy that we've all sort of taken to try to like. You know, it really like increases the amount of coins you can get when a seven or an eight is rolled. Right. Um, and I really like how this game allows you to pair cards together as like a strategy. It's kind of fun. I think that's cool too. I think it's cool because the numbers, like the ranch is a two, 
And so once you start rolling two dice, the chances of rolling a two are pretty slim. Right. For the first part of the game, when everybody's rolling one die, the ranch could pay off, you know, a one in, one in six chance. So mm-hmm. it's equal equal to all the others. But once you get two dice going, those twos become kind of worthless. But the seven is what makes those twos exactly. pay out again. Yep. So, you know, your, your early investment in the two pays off later yeah. with the seven. And so there's like a downside to that eventually. And I think there's also a downside to the nines and fives because you can get fives for... Is it one coin to get the fives? Three. Three. Three coins. Sorry. There's three coins to get the five. But if you want the nine, it's like six coins. So yep. it's more expensive to do it on the front end. But then, like I said, if you have lots of those nines and fives, then the eights really become valuable. Yeah. Well, and nines cool. pay out good, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think if you roll a nine, it's five coins. So yeah. Mm-hmm. After you hit it once, it's a one. I mean, it's a one coin expense. And the five pays out a three, doesn't it? No, it's just one. What pays out of three? Something pays out of three, doesn't it? That's if you have a seven or an eight. It's three coins per... Oh, a ten, gotcha. I think. I think a ten actually is three coins. Yeah, the apple gotcha. orchard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then the eight is three coins which, per... Which plays in... I mean, I mean, kind of looking at it, and the way that they divvied it up is neat. I think the five, eight, nine, just based on odds, that is the best one, which I don't really understand. They have like super high paying cards. The nine pays five um, and the eight pays three per card. And they're all really good numbers. I mean, they're not they're not low odd numbers or anything like that. Whereas you would think like one, 10, 11, 12, you'd think those would pay out a ton because they're because just they're so hard to right. roll. Yeah. Except for the beginning, the ones. But that 11, 12, it's the most worthless card in I this know. deck. Nobody picks that because. Mm-hmm. One, not a ton of people are loading up on ones, which is what the 11, 12 pays out. It pays out on ones and tens. And neither of those numbers, I mean, tens a decent number and it pays three. Right. But again, for how hard that is, you would think that the 11, 12 would be. And it's only two coins, right? And it's only two. Two coins yeah, per thing. Two. It's to just like the. Oh, to, that it pays out. It pays out instead of the other ones that pay like seven and eight, which are numbers you roll. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, those get rolled. And they pay three. And you, you get to 11, 12, 1, and you're just like, why would you ever spend money on it's this? Like it's, a, it's almost like the game makers decided to play a joke on people who don't understand probability. Because mm-hmm. if you just right. scan the cards, the symbols, the symbols help you decide, like, all right, this 8 pays out all the gears. So if I invest in gears, the 8's going to pay me out. And the 11, 12 is that thing for the little wheat Wheats. symbol. Mm-hmm. So if you just went and saw, like, oh, that's the one that pays out wheat symbols, and the 1 only costs one coin one coin so if i invest in like those ones same thing with the the 10 only costs three right yes it is a little it is a little beneficial that they pair 11s and 12s together because you get the odds of rolling those dice but you get both that you get both numbers but it's they're both terrible it's (laughs) like it just doesn't there's one way there's only one way to roll a 12 and is there two ways to roll an 11 or no well, I mean, there's there's two ways, to roll two ways, to roll yeah. Six so, on yeah, one you dice still and a five on the other, or a five on one dice and a six, yeah. <laughs> so, it's yeah, but still, Three like, out of even, even adding like them all, like it's one nowhere twelfth. near a seven or an eight, you know, one twelfth compared to one sixth for a seven. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, it is crazy, but that was one of the big thing about and why they would do that, and it just doesn't make any sense as far as how they laid out the payouts and stuff, right? Which are you done with your favorite part? Yeah. Maybe bodes well into strategy talk. Sure. I think so. Yeah. 
let's get after it yeah the 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 other weird part about what you're talking about is the six the six is like the weirdest right mm-hmm. thing to me like why they chose to make the six i know i agree those three weird i wish they had just made it the seven that would just make more sense it, to me at it least totally makes a lot just of switch sense. the six and the seven uh-huh yeah for everybody listening there are three cards that go with a six which is actually kind of unique also there's not a lot of like doubling up of numbers exactly yeah. they are unique they're unique i you um, know one thing i don't love is i i don't think they're like the most powerful like things i think they can be powerful that was like the one time josh you like switched a card with me when you yeah. had like the one six and if you are playing with multiple people getting like two coins from every player is like kind of cool but honestly if you like stack up some gears and roll an eight that's way more coins you're getting way more coins than any of those sixes can give you so i really yeah i'm with you i don't i really don't get the six i wish they'd have made it the seven and that's actually kind of like a shitty one like it's cool because sevens roll a lot but they're really the powers of those three cards are not that great i mean maybe maybe that is like the the exchanging one is is one that i could see if a seven rolls like it's supposed to Mm-hmm. a well, bunch of times and that was the card that allowed you to switch like you just dominate yes you know or if you have all of them i don't think you choose do you i mean if you no, have they all and you roll six pay. you get you can yeah if you pay if for you all have of them, all three of them yeah, i can if you see have one it's each super of them powerful all. but again you don't you don't roll sixes it costs you how much though it's like they're really expensive they're eight seven and six it costs you 21 coins to have one of each to buy each yeah yeah, yeah. Which it that only point, costs twenty four coins. Twenty two to unlock 22. your roll again. To unlock your roll again. Is your radio to win the tower. game, which is the whole goal. That's the other weird thing is like you get. Well, let's get into strategy. Let's get into strategy. <laughs> we should get into strategy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robbie, why don't you, you go down strategy? that strategy rabbit hole? I think you should go first because you seem to have a strategy that works pretty well. Every time I played with you, you've done pretty well. If you haven't won, you've come close. Well, my strategy always kind of ends up on, as AJ was saying, is just trying to double down on any resource I choose. So I've done it with ones, which didn't work out very good. Twos seem to work out really well, um, buying the ranch and then, you know, coupling that with the sevens later. But I think the most powerful strategy is kind of like AJ was talking about is really getting in the gears because they just pay out so well. And you can buy them early. Uh, fives happen often to start the game. So if you even want to diversify, you get into fives and twos. But it again, all the strategy falls in just like you're playing craps. You want to bet on what people are going to roll. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so many community cards that everybody get or you get paid no matter who's rolling it. And then you can also couple that with some of those uh, cafes and restaurants where the person who rolls that number actually has to pay you if it's their turn. Even if you don't roll it, they pay you. And I think that, that uh, let me jump in really quick. There are three, for the listeners, there are three kinds of card, right? There's cards that pay you no matter when they roll. Mm-hmm. Community. There's a card that only pays you when you roll it on your turn. And there are cards that only pay you when somebody else rolls it on their turn. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the three, right? And I've seen, and I, I think for me, the the best strategy is to couple the community cards with those ones that people pay you. So I like to get ones that no matter what, if somebody's rolling these numbers, I'm going to get something out of it. So yeah. I, I, a lot of people don't buy cafes or 
the family restaurant because right. you can't help yourself. You're really codependent on somebody else doing that for you. And I don't know if that just rubs some people the wrong way. Well, I think I think it changes for me. I think it changes depending on the amount of people I'm playing with. And we can get into that when we talk about like our favorite number of people to play with. But if you're only playing with two people, like you versus another person, then a number that like everyone else is rolling versus like a number you have to roll yourself is literally only like one to one. Like it's like they could either do it or you could do it. You know, it's just two people playing. But if you're playing with four people, then you're talking about a number you can roll yourself versus three people rolling numbers. And so the odds of those cards helping you out increase a lot depending right. on the number of people you play with. Interesting, Interesting point. Same with sixes. Like what, like I was saying earlier, like the one six that's like two cards, two from coins every. from every single person that's playing. Well, if you're playing one, like you versus one other person, like why would you pick that? There's like yeah. literally another six that... Five like coins. one other person gives you five coins, you would just start <laughs> right. with that one. Yep. You know, even right. playing with three people, it's not enough. It's not as many as five coins. So. Right. But like True. you were saying, Josh, like the the strength in the sixes is to try to own them all, probably. Right. And I and we always talked about with you know when I was trying to explain the game, is with those sixes, it's in this game early or even late, it's a lot less likely that one person's going to have five coins than you know two coins. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that. The two coin one, if you're especially if you're playing with three, four people, I agree. That's the best one because you potential of six coins. Yeah, and maybe and this is a good time to talk about. So if you need if you need paid out by all members that are playing with you, it sort of goes in order of turn, and they pay you their coins. And if they don't have the correct number of coins to pay you, they just don't have to. Like they just yep. don't pay you. Yeah, you just it's don't get paid by them. So you get paid in order, and then the game pays out what it needs to pay out. So that actually comes into play, like the order. Which is pretty cool. I, I like that aspect of it. I'm so glad you don't get paid first. So the order of operation is you roll your number. If you owe money, you pay money, and then you collect what's owed to you. So you could have no coins, owe 20 coins around the table. That's an exaggeration. Right. And then you have nothing to pay anybody Right. And then you get twenty coins, and right. and then they potentially it's pay forgiven. You or whatever. Yeah, there's nothing. You, there's no, uh, no problem with not having money. So, it's kind of a good strategy. It's kind of like they don't say money. it on the card, but it's right. kind of like up to you know, like yeah, every player owes you up to two coins <laughs> yeah. based yeah. on how much they have. Right. If they have two coins, they owe. two coins. If they have it, yep. The other weird thing is like the sixes and the sevens and the eights that we've been talking about. It's interesting because they only pay you out on on your turn. So even though they're really likely to roll, right? Good point. They don't pay out if somebody else rolls them. So yeah, it's not a. If you go back to what you were saying, which has got me thinking about like strategy, or I'm sorry, a probability of like rolling a probability of rolling a three, probability of getting paid out on a three, you know, is is three out of four if you're playing with four people because the other three people have to roll it, you know? Yeah. So you add that on top of the probability of rolling the number itself. Right. And that that gets like so complicated when you're calculating the problem. What's the probability that that seven which is, is why I don't, Which is it's why I don't crazy. like cards like the four. I know a lot, I like, within the context of the game, everyone always, like, somebody will always, like, take a chance on, like, buying a four. Which only pays um, you out on your turn. It only pays you your turn and four is a terrible number when you're rolling two dice. Right. Now, early in the but game... But it gives you three coins. It does. So yeah, yeah, it makes up for it with, like, extra coins. Yeah. You know, that's... A, and that's the benefit of the six as well. They... The... 
this is a separate thought, not end on adding on to what you're saying, but the six really only pays you out on your turn and they're big values. So they take away, they're like Hail Mary shots at the end of the game. Yes. Yep. Because you have to, you have to accumulate 22 coins to get that last thing flipped over. And that's usually the last one that people go for. Um, not always. I go for it. You know, it I could, was going to say, it could be since anything. we're talking about strategy. I go for it. Right. I go it super early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you okay. can get it, you yeah. know, you want to yeah. turn over. The Just because ones. of the perk. The perk yeah. is so nice. I don't care about that's the true. other two. I don't care about the one extra. Is that the re-roll? Yes. Yep. That's If you unlock your radio tower, you can re-roll one time on your turn. So you roll a number, don't like it, you get a re-roll. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think that's just the biggest thing. So I'll just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, Once I get a, a good base, couple couple eights, couple fives, couple nines. Especially if you collect. like... If you right. have a bunch of ranches also so that like either eights or sevens are going to pay out for you and you get a reroll. Oh my god, that's awesome. Right. Like you yep. get to Yeah, you really get to hand pick what you're going to sure. what you're going to win. As opposed, I mean, and almost it, one in 3. Right. And that's just going off the other two which I mean, Seven, one eight. of them your cafes and bakery-ish establishments get one coin. One extra coin when you roll them. And that's then the true. other one is if you roll doubles, you get to take another turn. Which is okay. I mean, those are both okay, but none of them. Yeah. Are, I mean, even if you buy, to buy those is twenty six coins. If you don't buy either of those, you can get your radio tower and re-roll to earn coins. So sixteen and ten after you've already bought the twenty two, is so easy to accomplish if you have eights or if you have. There's a right. time where um, the other day we were playing, and I think I rolled an eight and got like thirty something coins. Yeah, and I've seen like, more than okay, that. Okay, I have two turns left. There's you right. literally nothing I can do. Well, that that's that's kind of my point is so that's what you have, you know, like you get those coins. And if everybody else has gone ahead and invested in the sixes, then that's like the way that we you could screw the person yeah. who's got all those coins. Get it yes. back. You know what I mean? True. They're super defensive. Yeah. And very late, late game when you're trying to make sure that like, OK, Josh has whatever mm -hmm. he can. He's going to win if he just gets two more turns and right. we don't do something about it. Two yeah. Six. Turns is the way to do something all along with like the three and the nine and 10, the ones that's that give true. you money when, when they roll it. But, um, it's like the way to steal, steal money. Yeah. It's really the only defensive strategy is mm -hmm. those ones. There's right. no, you can't play defense. You can't block somebody. You can't No, right. I mean, the red cards were right. getting to take money from them is like slightly defense, but not really. Right. But again, that's like you're not doing you anything. Do. It's if the, if yeah. it's, if the dice is rolled, right. If they roll it on their turn. Yeah. I think, so your strategy is like to, to bulk up on, don't just buy like one, don't diversify so much you're buying one of every number, but double up on stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I really, like I was saying, I get the community cards. I usually don't get tens. I, I don't ever go after 10. Um, but the other community cards, Which all is a have, community card. Yep. I'll have one, two, five, and nine. Mm -hmm. And with those, you, you can make money. Just, you know, have seven and eight. There's no. It's kind of what I did the other night when we were playing that second game. Yeah. And I just rolled one dice the whole time. And because yeah. the other good thing about community cards, like you were saying earlier, is like you don't have to roll both dice. They other people can roll both dice and you mm -hmm. still get that. Yeah. Payout. You can still get the benefit, even if you're not rolling it. And yeah. I think my my like favorite strategy is so close to yours that I won't like I won't go into a new one, but just to piggyback, one thing I really like, I'm with you, I like fives and nines better just because they themselves pay out more. And specifically, I think my favorite my favorite number is fives only because you get those good odds with, with only one dice. One dice. And I know they don't pay out as much, but you get those really good odds. That You get the same odds with one dice as all the other numbers, one through six. But then also fives are very 
they're they're a good roll with, with two dice. You know, fives and nines have that same those same good odds. So I really like the gears and pairing it with those eights. The sevens are cool only because so like the ranch itself is not that not as cool as the five because once right. you're rolling two dice, the ranch isn't going to be rolled. But sevens are technically more likely to be rolled than eights, so that is kind of like a little bit of a bonus for that. Yeah, and if you if you can get a lot of those ranches early on, right. and you're like the only one who happened to get those, yep, then you know, sevens are really strategy. really powerful. Yep, right. Yep, that's the uh, your strategy can fall apart if that's where you're going. If everybody decides to buy the ranches, yeah, because you know? then you get I don't know what are there like six, six of each or something, something like that. Like that. I think so. So everybody could like in a three person game, everybody can get two. Yep, and then it doesn't pay as much. And the one thing that that sucks about this game is like. You can play a game where you get like a few ranches and a few, sorry, let's just call them twos. So you get a few twos, a few fives, a few nines. And then if you can get sevens and eights, then you're really set. Like you you can get both. But I've played a couple games, especially with you guys, where I went full blown, just like I'm just like eights are going to win this game for full me. Full blown eights. You know, I'm yeah, going, seen, I'm going I think five nines. That's the only nines. time I played with you. Is you. <laughs> I know. And it did not work you until, remember, like the second to last turn, I actually rolled an eight. And then I like yeah, was like close eight. to winning just for one roll because right. it gave me like 40 coins. Right. Um, but so this strategy really in this game, like no strategy is foolproof. Like if you don't roll sevens and eights, yeah. you're, you're never going right. to win. You're going to get, you know, it's not going to work for you. But Which I'm sure so, we'll yeah. play into your, your rating at the end of all this. Yeah, probably. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> but yeah, so this this game, it really comes down to any one strategy is going to be based on really like you got to roll the number you've decided on. It's hard to diversify like sevens, six and eights, fives and nines, like getting all five of those really nice numbers. Like it's really hard for your strategy to give you all of those. Really, most people go for like, all right, sevens and eights, then we'll see if I win. Right. Well, the the you you have to kind of balance like, do I double up on a five or whatever on my turn, or do I start to diversify? You know, because every turn you get one card. Right. That's the other thing is like it doesn't matter how many money you have. Yeah, you can make one purchase per turn. So every turn, it's like, do I? You know, Josh starts buying all the ranches, which are the twos. Like, do I do I go ahead and buy a ranch so he can't run a monopoly on the ranches, mm-hmm. or do I go with my strategy and try to get something else? Right, you and know? that and comes into that like, choices. are you playing defense? Like, that's a way to play defense, I guess. That's true. You were Take saying sixes play people. defense, but like, if you've played with Josh a number of times, you know he loves the ranches <laughs> or the gears, whatever. Like, buy them up as fast as you can. Also, right, like make that your strategy so that it at least is diversified amongst players, and one guy can't get the monopoly. Yeah. Which is awesome because when you first start, you're rolling one die, and the the two is a a good number for not only the beginning, but it's also possible later. So it's one coin That's to true. buy it compared to the one, right? And the one is one coin, but you're you don't your odds go down drastically. So it's just a good number to add. Five is good too, but it costs more. So it again, does. at the beginning yep. of the game, if you don't get any money, your first three turns you could buy ranches. Yep, p- potentially because you start with three coins. So. Right. That's just always there. If you if they're available, you can always buy three ranches to start the game. Yep. And then one, two, you have your money back. Right. And the next two, you're ahead. So. Yep. It's a good point. It just that's actually kind of a good point. In. Is if you think about adding up your. Fuck, remind me what they're called again. Your uh, establishments. The other one. Not establishments. Landmarks? landmarks. Landmarks. So if you add up the total coins it takes to build all four landmarks, that's really the that's how you win. 
you know, right. Like, ultimately, you have you to can gain do this you many can just exactly. Four turns. It's like 50. 52. I don't know what it is. 52. Yeah. 52. So it's like that's a way to think about it is like I need 52 coins free and clear, but you're going to spend coins to make more coins. But eventually, like the end game is just I need to be the first one with 52 coins and four turns like yep. after I get them, you know, because you can only do one thing per turn. Right. Getting 52 coins on one turn doesn't help you win. You still need you four still turns. Have to have turns. Yeah. So that's actually interesting is like just thinking about it straight math, you know. Like I need I just need to be the first of 52 coins yep. with four turns ahead of me. Right, and you spend those throughout, you know, so. Right, exactly. You spend those to make get hopefully four coins. make more. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you just if you just went with your one and what do you start with a one and then a two, two and three? Two three, yeah. yeah. Bakery a bakery that pays you on two, three, if you roll it, yeah. like you could potentially just like, just roll the one die the one entire die. game with those two things and sure. try to accumulate your 52 coins, mm-hmm. you know, and turn over your thing, see what happens. Nice. <laughs> I don't think you'd win, but right. you could in theory. Robbie, what's your strategy? What do you got? I don't think I have a lot that's different than what you guys are saying. I'm going to play off of Josh's a little bit. I think, I think it's more of what he said earlier. I think just, making multiple numbers pay out with one roll if like however you make that happen is is yeah. the strategy i try to do like the sevens and eights we've we've already beat to death you know but that that is the strategy i think i like to go to like a gimpy horse like a like a gimpy almost i don't know is that what they yeah. say beat a like dead a horse well you don't beat a dead horse well you shouldn't you do <laughs> that's <No>. what <laughs> Like you shouldn't like beat it, beat it like a gimpy horse. <laughs> wow, that's how it got gimpy in the first place. <laughs> um, and dead. The other strategy that I was just uh, I was just ruminating over it, you know, uh, hours ago when we were playing hacky sack outside a second ago, <laughs> is don't invest in the numbers that you have to roll that are high, like the sevens and the eights, for example. Like, do not go that route. Um, because you have to roll them on your turn, invest in like the nine and the 10 community numbers and invest in the nine, 10 combo, like payout only when other people roll it, like other people have to pay you mm. and then only invest in the lower numbers a bunch for yourself. Gotcha. And then on your and turn, never roll you just roll one die. Yeah. And then only get paid out when the other people roll nines, nines and tens. That's interesting. Which if only works if people roll nines and tens. What are the odds of seven? So seven's the greatest chance to roll. If you roll two dice, right? What are the odds of that? Is it one in six? Yeah, six out of thirty. So that's interesting. So if you just only ever roll one dice, you already have the best odds possible, right? Right. For those every like they match, they match like the odds of a seven are matched if you only ever roll one dice. Yeah. So if you come up with a strategy that you only ever have like one dice that you're like you're currently rolling, you're giving yourself like the match of the best odds in the game, right? To roll. That's yep. cool. Yeah. And it they can, don't pay it, out that well, like just no. by themselves. You'd have to fives you'd do have to get a bunch of them. If you can get a bunch of fives. Yeah. But so anyway, cool. I'll I'll move on from there. All right. Drinking or not? Drinking it's or drinking not? Drinking time. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Drink. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Drink it up. Yeah, I don't see any reason not to. Yeah. Nah. If you're gonna pretend to be a mayor, you gotta act like a mayor. You gotta act like you're in government. You sit and you pull your drawer open, you take a sip of whiskey, <laughs> yep. you buy something you shouldn't, you ask your friends to give you money. Yep. Like any good mayor. Just like being a mayor. You know, I think uh, the fact that this is just a straight probability 
random chance dice game means. I mean, how many times have we been really hammered playing craps in Vegas? Raise your hand. Every time. So, yeah. And it's not, not even time, as fun. But... Well, you're not playing craps right. I mean, people that are drunk at the craps table, they, they walk up, they put their money on the dumbest thing, and then it rolls, and they make a bunch of money. You know? Yeah, I agree. So there's I've really... Made pl- like, I've made probably more money <laughs> probably way more stupid if i'm just thinking yeah. about my craps i don't know if it's doing stupid stuff but just being really drunk well i'm being playing aggressive craps and, and then you just eight ten yeah. i'll yeah. take them all right, hopefully you've you've got enough like muscle memory to not pick like the dumb numbers you know like put all your money on the four and just see what happens but hard four hard yeah <laughs> half money on the hard four and rest your money on just on the four but Unlike Colt or other games where we've said, you know, there's a little bit of a negative, a little bit of a drawback for being kind of drunk. There's not really here. No, I don't see that. You could, you, as long as you're buying cards and mm-hmm. whatever. It's yeah, as long, yeah, super like, simple. Like you said, as long as you're drunk doesn't get bad enough that you don't understand that sevens are best, six and eights are next, fives and nines are next. And like just not even straight any of that. that's, a, that's a small yeah it is pretty small. Even but you shouldn't like you shouldn't be too right, drunk to it. be like i fucking <laughs> love the number 12 12 is my favorite number bro i'm going 12s my whole strategy is on 12s then you're gonna lose chances but of you winning are very slim yes. but you could still win. <laughs> you could that's still like win. the weird yes. yeah yeah it's a dice game i think you're right though josh if you're Whatever. too drunk to count then you're probably that's that's it that's when you you keep it under your counting abilities <laughs> you do have to count coins to pay for stuff. Up to like 20. Yeah, so if you can go from 1 to 20. As long as you're not wearing shoes not too drunk. or socks, good. <laughs> I would maybe rate this as our highest game as far as like ones I would recommend. Just go ahead and you drink all you want. doesn't matter. Yep. I'd agree. This yep. one and maybe Ticket to Ride, but yeah, this one. Like Even Ticket to Ride I think has more. I agree. Like yeah, way more strategy. Downfall. This is basically like. <laughs> like if somebody was like, "Dude, I love dice. Let's create a game based on <laughs> dice." Like when we roll dice, what happens? Like then, then someone just like created this game. Yeah, if you don't like create craps, craps, you create this game. <laughs> exactly. It's the same. How can thing. we play craps at home? The only thing, yeah, <laughs> without it's a craps the same. table. Let's go with number of people. I think you brought up a good point earlier, AJ. That the the biggest point is just the the cards you pick and the way you play out your strategy can change a little bit depending on how many people there are because you're getting paid a lot more if 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 uh yeah i mean the chances of you getting paid out on like your three if yeah. people are rolling a even three is, even community up. cards even community like the blue cards that are only community if you're i mean i guess like if you just think like the dice is going back and forth with like two people it's like the same as like four people rolling right. but just by the time it gets back to your turn like you have the you have double the chance to have your number rolled if yep. it's four people versus two. Right. I guess yeah. it wouldn't necessarily be better. Like if you had threes, it would be better. Like the red cards. The red cards, the ones that only pay on somebody else's turn. Yeah. They're the ones that are kind of a big difference. So I guess what we're saying is if you're playing a two-person game, it makes the green cards and the purple cards more valuable, probably. Right. Because those can be rolled... Literally half the rolls those can be rolled. Half the game. Yep. Mm -hmm. As opposed to one quarter of the game. That's a good point. At the most. Uh, But just to quickly, I'm just going to quickly answer your question. I think my favorite number would be the max. I think that would be the most. Is that five? 
4 with the, with the base game. Oh, okay. With the expansion. The expansions. The expansion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it would be the most fun. Your strategy can get like more broad. You can just like you just hopefully, you know, especially with Josh liking to get those those threes, man. You like those threes. And is it the nines? What's not the nines? Nines and tens. The flip side, I guess, is the cards run out faster. Yeah. So instead of you just got to be Johnny on the spot like with your strategy. Whatever, you mm-hmm. can maybe get two if everybody's on to your strategy actually yeah. though that could help like josh if your strategy is to get ranches early and you're playing with a group of people that isn't like a huge like fan of this game like maybe they've played maybe they haven't but if you can quickly without them realizing it like buy all the ranches and they're like why is he doing that that's weird and that's- then all of a sudden you have a crazy good strategy going and they didn't really realize it that's what we were kind of talking about is it's since it is so fast to play mm-hmm. and um, even if you're playing with four players, it, it's still pretty fast. Game. Yeah. It doesn't take very long. And so you end up when you're playing, you play multiple times. And so I was talking to Robbie earlier. It's like, I kind of have a multi-game strategy. And the first time I buy all the ranches because nobody knows what they're doing. And then Especially I just if you're playing with new players. Kill them. I just mm-hmm. take all the money. Yep. Roll and a seven then, once. Yep. And then after that, the next round, they start buying all the ranches. So I start buying all the Nine forests. and five. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So You're like a shark, yeah. Like, it's oh, just the ranches are the best. Yep. Watch, yeah. Go ahead, show you. Yeah, um, but I'm surprised I, you don't lose to them on purpose in the first game, <laughs> just, only to come back. Ah, darn! And then ask them <laughs> to play bet for money. real money. Yeah, guys. real let's money. Just change this. <laughs> this plastic stuff's for the birds. Yeah, let's get the. Uh, I got the pennies. I got real pennies, silver guys. dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I have anything different. I I don't know. I don't know that I even have a favorite. I think I think the max is fun. Yeah. Just, it makes it so you can be a little more defensive. Other people can steal your stuff. Like there's not just a clear winner. I think two, I think it plays fine with two people, but I think it is a lot less interesting with two I mean, people. I really like playing it with two people. You do? Yeah. I've I, only played once and I, it was fun. I really, I, I really like playing with two. I don't think it, I don't think it downplays on anything really. It just makes certain cards less appealing, but even that, some of the cards aren't appealing to begin with with four players. So some of the the more players you get, some cards aren't appealing, and the less players you have, other cards aren't appealing. Yeah, that's true. So it's not that, you know, more players unlocks more. It just changes what's good and, you know, changes what you might want to do. But I right. think that that's it's true. fun. Every It's not like you can't do something with two people or you can't do it with three or four. It's just the way you have to go about it might be a little different. I will or say certain cards aren't as good as they would be in a two-player game, so you buy the card next to it for yeah. a three-player game. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the one thing I do like in the in the spirit of this sort of topic is not all board games allow for a two-player game, and right. I know we've discussed that before, but like it, it is really refreshing to just like have a board game that you can play with four people, but also if you're just hanging out by your like one other person and you guys want to play a board game this is really easy it's, it's a, true. it's an easy choice you know kind of like what we as opposed about to ticket some to of the other games yep. ticket to ride yep just super simple yep casual yep you don't you even can really do need to with like with the internet you can you do Catan, you know but not right. if you got the nets or jaws man it's, jaws it's, i love jaws for a two player game it's kind of a game it's where a, you don't have to you just you don't even have to think like it's a good right. social game where you can sit around and talk about other things. You just say, "Oh, oh just totally." Sort of you know, go ahead, idea. Josh. It's your turn. You know, and then everybody else is talking about other things while Josh does his thing. And if yeah. there's a banker that takes care of paying everybody or something, yeah. Like that. Um, 
I guess my my only thing with two people, it's just like so. Let's say you get on the ranch topic. You know, you just go back and forth buying the ranches until they're gone, and then you do something else. And if everybody's kind of following the same strategy or whatever, it's not very interesting. Whereas if you have four people and Josh starts to buy a ranch, then it's like, what's AJ going to do? Is he going to mm-hmm. buy a ranch? And then if he buys a ranch, now it's like. Well, the third guy's got to buy a ranch, right? Or something. Yeah, that ends up happening. And so it's just that ebb and flow of like influence. Like you buying something influences other people to buy things. Yeah, right. And what's cool is- That really only happens with like more people. What's cool with the seven, like rolling the seven and the eight in this game too is like just because everyone followed suit and bought ranches doesn't mean anything because it's all about you rolling it by yourself. That's true. Because the seven and the eight is not a community number. You have to roll it yourself in order to- to cash in on that that's true so that's the other kind of fun thing about this game that that keeps it interesting is that if i if you go turn for turn with somebody and buy the exact same thing yep it doesn't mean your game is going to turn out nope, the same. Right. you could crush them actually like you could just copy them so that they're doing their turn first you're copying them and then you get to like later in the game and you're the only one who can roll a seven to save your life and you're just going to annihilate them or right. vice versa right so that's cool yep all right. Next topic. Oh, this is a guest question. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> You're the guest. Yeah. Patrick, let's see you if old Trick's Rory? got anything. Can we check if anything? Rory Trumbull? Yeah. yeah, guys. Can, let's uh, hold on Sorry, a second. We're gonna, I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go into our Instagram and check all the comments and yeah. questions sent into us. We're going to filter through all of these. All of these comments and mm. questions and pick out the one from Rory Lucero. If you could make a rule <laughs> change. <laughs> I did come up with a question. Oh, okay. heck yeah. You guys talked a lot about probability and craps and how some numbers come up more often than others. Um, so I would ask, yep. being a somebody who understands probability more so than maybe the average person, does that give you a leg up in the game or does it really yes. just come down to how the dice go? Um, and how numbers kind of, I mean, it is just two dice with six numbers on each die. But um, y- Yes, I think at a very basic level. If Let's just say you don't. I mean, I think it's it's kind of hard to say what the average person understands about like rolling two dice, I guess, you know? Um, but it's like if, a plateau, right? It's like you need, like you climb up to the point where you have a basic, like you have the understanding of what two dice probability is. And then at that point, it's, it's the same for everybody. Right, exactly. It's not like, it's not, it doesn't get very deep. Like once you understand that there, it goes like a pyramid seven and then out from there. Uh, if you understand that, then that's all you need to understand. So I guess if you didn't know that at all, I think you have a leg up because you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy all the twos hoping that the twos are specifically going to roll. The only reason you would buy the twos is because they're going to pay off later potentially, or you're going to only roll one die. So I could see somebody being like, oh man, the 11, 12 is really cheap. I'm going to just buy a bunch of those. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't win that way statistically, you know, but it's possible to win that way. But, but also just to, just to pop in like what's cool. And we've already talked about this, but just in that same discussion, like the fact that part of this game is only rolled with one dice is actually such a cool part because Mm. it's not like Catan. It's not basic seven pyramid down. Like it like the first half of the game or first third or whatever, it changes completely and it's it's equal. It's like every every number has an equal chance of rolling. Um so the fact that they throw that in there and then also they allow you to just like make that choice, like 
this, you know, somebody could be almost winning and you could be like, you know what? Screw that guy. I'm rolling only one dice. You know, probability changes, you know, for that. So I love that they do that and it it sort of changes that whole dynamic. Right. Yeah. And but in no yes, knowing probability helps. Absolutely. Big time. And yeah. it even though it is a dice game and it's random, completely random, the chances that makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean there there are smart numbers per, yeah. per scenario and not smart. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to buy a bunch of ones and roll two dice. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, it would it's be, just, be dumb. So right. Do that. The yep. probability of rolling a one with two dice is very low. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you get sloppy Extremely. with one of the dice. It's kind yeah. of fun to think about, like, if you if you did, if you really had the probabilities memorized, which is not not tough to even calculate in the moment, you know, you can you can think, like, what do I want to roll this time? And if I want the if I want a four to roll, then the best thing you could do is just roll one die. One die. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. It, it, it makes you have the best odds to roll that number. You know, yep. Or if I want the nine to roll, the only way to do that is to roll two. So you don't have a lot of choice. Right. Well, that's what I was saying like with like the bonus of being able to re-roll is really cool because you think about that in your head. So like if, you, if you're good enough that you have twos and the nines and fives, and then you have the sevens and the eights. So, like, you know that, like, late in the game, a seven or an eight is really what you want. And you also have the ability to re-roll. Like, what are your actual odds of getting one of those? This is, like, really good, right? It's 50-50. <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, close to that. You do I mean, you if, you, if you factor in your ability to re-roll and you're really shooting for one or two numbers, like, it's really cool. You can, like, really hone in on kind of a strategy of like what you really want to roll. It doesn't yeah, it's really... true. It's an, it's an or, it's an or question. You have Either 11... I roll a seven here or I roll a seven here, mm-hmm. you know, but the, you just have is another up. chance. I don't think it changes the odds of doing it. Right. I mean, it should change if you, if you start at the very beginning and you say you can roll twice, what are the chances that you're going to roll? Yeah. You have, you can roll up to two times. What's the chance that you're going to roll a seven? I don't think it changes the probability of rolling a seven the second time. It's always it the same. Does. When it doesn't, it you does. don't get rid of the number you rolled. You don't. It doesn't take that out of the chances. Right. The I mean, chances they're not. But what if you have independent? What events. if I said you it had a one? In, what if I said you had a one in six chance of doing something, and you yep. have a hundred tries? Is that different than having one try? Every single time you roll, you have the same right. probability. But what are the, the chances of you doing it? I'm just saying at the end of your turn, sure. It's, yes, that's, that's what, what I mean. But I mean, it doesn't help. It, you get a roll again, but it doesn't change the probability of what you're rolling. Right. That's what it, I was getting it, On each roll. Right. Each but roll, the chances yes. of you rolling Over what you want time, to roll right. in the two is rolls better. is higher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I so. think it's I think it's one in six plus. I think it's I think it's a one in three chance. I think you just And maybe even going back to pulling in Ticket to Ride. There's a when you're drawing cards, there's a better chance of getting what you want. So I was listening to what we talked about, and we were talking about you know whether you draw two from the pile or yeah. the face up one. Mm-hmm. Well, I always draw a face up one that I might want, and then I flip one over so you get to see what that is, and then you get to draw another card off the top if it's not what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we ever talked about that, but no, no, I don't think again, we did. it does. That's a good point, though. Yeah, give you one more chance. It's just your turn. You get a little more. Yeah, why would you to get what you want? But yeah, why would you just draw two off the top? Unless you right. really don't like what's <laughs> don't out there. Don't like anything out there, but yeah. if you can use any of them, but if you it can use any, it's to way better one to of see. those cards. Yeah, and hopefully you get mm-hmm. two chances at well, that and point. Not to completely digress back to Ticket to Ride, but Jeremy had a good point that if you let's say you have a red that's out there and you want that red, 
and that's the only one you really want, always pick from the deck because if it's a wild, then you get to keep you that wild, and one. it's the only situation you get to keep a wild and draw a second card. Sure. Yep. <laughs> so, that's going back to Ticket to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not that. Go ahead and log into yeah. our... <laughs> yeah, go ahead and listen to last yeah. listen week's ep- month's episode, whatever yeah. it was. Pictures will be coming soon. <laughs> um, interesting. Good probability. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, probability I, is super fun. Go, trick? To, I think there's, a, there's two sides of it. You know, you could really get into it and decide that probability is everything, or you could just have a lot of drinks and just roll some dice. You know? totally. That's true. That's the, that's the beauty of this yep. game, is that, and any dice game, is that it, it doesn't... Yeah. always play out it doesn't play out the way that probably says it's going to you know theoretical yep. versus yeah when i played one. with robbie and josh i got like three fives and two nines and i stacked three eights like if i'd have rolled one eight i would have like gotten like enough to probably win the game with a few turns and i just right. never did i just could not roll an eight to save my life and it didn't matter didn't matter my like knowledge or probability or lack thereof i just, <laughs> just didn't, didn't roll doesn't, out. Doesn't, just didn't a, roll an eight luck is just inherently part of the yep game. yep right stay tuned to my strategy rating <laughs> later about how shitty this game is. all right Adrian, what's your question um Postquisitions. gosh um all right i have a question so the way this uh episode has gone we've all talked about our strategy it seems like we all sort of agree that a really good strategy is either to load up on ranches and try to roll sevens or to try to load load up on forests and mines and try to roll eights some combination of getting these cards and then either getting a seven or an eight so that you get bonuses my question is can you think of another strategy or have you seen another strategy play out that did not involve the need to roll a seven and an eight to get most of your coins can you just diversify well enough with like fives and nines by themselves just literally getting those own coins or like you were saying, Robbie, like a great strategy might be to like stay within those single numbers. Like try to have a strategy where you don't even roll two dice. Like, can you think of another strategy that would be as good or at least close where you didn't need to rely on the bonuses from sevens and eights? I played uh, one of the one of the first games I played was a four player game, and Tristan's friend, um, loaded, I think she bought all the fours and like loaded up on. There are one to fives. Just bought those and never rolled two dice and almost won. Hmm. Just she had it unlocked. She could, but she just didn't. Never yeah. rolled because I had a bunch of nines and like I had, I think maybe all the nines. So they just rolled one dice and kind of almost screwed me over. But they didn't nice. quite. She didn't quite win, but she was one right. card away and getting just from. Um, I think you get three coins if you roll a four, mm-hmm. and then. If you have the other numbers, one, even one to six, if you buy sixes, it yep. just, it actually played out really well for just rolling one die because all of those except for the three are good for you. If yep. you roll, and even if you roll a three and you have it, you, it's, it's you a wash because you start with a bakery. Yep. So, right. Um, I, I think that worked out really well and it could bite you, but it seemed like it was very, I mean, she wasn't trying very hard. It just worked out. Yeah. To, well, like I said, you get those, and you get good odds. If it's you one get one six, through no sixes, what. you right. get the best odds in the game. Like it right. matches sevens, right? Like well, and you still time. have access to those the purple cards, the yeah. weird ones, because yes, they're sixes. sixes. Yeah. So that would be maybe a caveat. Like if you wanted to go with 
the single dice strategy. Like you'd want to own all the sixes. Like if you could, that's true. You'd want to make sure you're getting Definitely. paid out to the max when you roll mm-hmm. when you roll the dice. I would add to that throwing in those nine, ten, nine, ten, nine. Yeah, not in, not even know. having to roll two, Why not? but just then you don't have to right. roll it. Don't yep. roll right. two, other but own them. So you get to yeah. So you get to benefit from other people right. rolling nice. as well. So is that like sort of a consensus? Like if you weren't going to go with sevens and eights, like that would be. I think that's I think that I was started. that was I think my that's favorite. The only other one that in. I've been able to like see work a little bit because like diversifying is really like if you just say like I'm going to own all the blue cards, like all the community cards, tens, fives, nines, twos. My one suck, but um, <laughs> I just don't think you're going to get far enough. Like I just you're not going to win right. just straight diversifying. I think you're going to need the bonuses of sevens and eights, mm-hmm. or to like hamstring everyone else yeah. by not rolling that second dice. Multipliers right. are huge. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime you can multiply, yeah. it just yep. Obviously, exponentially Agree. helps your chances. Well, and that's why I. That's the other part of the strategy that I like is turning over the. I don't remember which one it is. Radio tower. Roll again. The marketplace, the shopping mall, shopping mall, shopping mall, so no shopping mall adds. We've talked about it, but it adds the one for the bread and the yeah. Coffee, I've seen you ca- use that a lot. I've seen you do that early. Yeah, yeah. if and that's then, your first one, you turn over like anything you can do to up your production of things you already have. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's actually, a benefit. just to a inter- just to interrupt this. Actually, I didn't think of this, but I'm I was already played a game where like I got that and I was bad at remembering like oh yeah when oh. it rolled and so like just back to the drinking. Like if you get pretty drunk, like good luck remembering all of your little like That's like true. if you get that multiplier, remembering how to like pay yourself out for that. That's I think true. I've been very helpful because I typically am the banker when we play, and I'm like, uh-huh. no, you get one more for that because yeah, you, just you get one more, out. and I'm like, you're very honest. You guys banker. need to pay attention. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, stop, I'm gonna forget. Stop drinking so goddamn yeah, Just much. tell me how many you guys get. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, it's not hard to be the banker. I just again, it's kind of hard to remember that you have bonuses. And if you don't remember, potentially the banker's not going to remember, and right, that's your fault. <laughs> I mean, the the game does its best to make sure that you know, you know, the color, the card colors tell you when you should get paid out for those things. Yep. Um, the big one is that shopping mall doesn't give you any reminder. Yeah. Of like you get the bonus. It just says you like just add to one know. to each type, like yeah. wheat or bread or whatever it is. Yep. All right, Josh, what do you got? What's your question? I mean, I'll go. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not a ton. Um, I mean, we can always I do have one. get back in our bag of Rory tricks. Yeah. Pull Rory's. Rory out of my pocket. All right. I, well, are you going to do that one no. now? Why not? I'm waiting for you. Okay. Unless you're ready. Ask I have question. one. Uh, my question is, are you are you the type of player? Are, let's go with the like aggressive versus conservative player. Um which is debatable in this one, but if you have money, do you spend it or do you hold on to it to buy something else or to flip over something big? You know, would you rather bank on bank on turning over your 22 by rolling 20, getting 22 coins in one turn because you just have invested so much or do you just hoard that 22 coins until you get there and then flip over your, your 22. I spend, I'm I'm on the spend track. If you haven't spent it. I want to get 22 coins in one roll and unlock it. So I'm going to spend all my money immediately buying stuff. I don't ever hold on to money. Usually if I'm accumulating it, it's from multipliers and things like that. As soon as I have money to buy something that's helpful, I buy it. So I, I, I'm aggressive, I'd say. I don't, 
I don't just hold and save and save till the very end when I, you know, if, it's I, all if you I have, have, right. If I have 26 coins, then I don't buy anything if that's <laughs> all I need to do. So, but to start, yeah, I'm very aggressive. If I have six coins, I buy a nine immediately. If I have five, I buy some. I mean, I don't ever sit on it. I don't see the point. It just takes money to make money. I totally agree with the caveat that, like you said, obviously late game, if you only have your 10 and your 16 left and you have 26 coins, obviously you don't need to do anything else. But also if it's getting pretty late game and someone else is obviously winning, then I think there comes a time where you have to stop spending. Like you have to just like rely, like I have a bunch of eights out there. Like if an eight rolls, I'm going to win. But I, at some point, I have to stop spending coins because, like, I'm losing right now, and I need to be able to gain ground. And the only way to do that is to start hoarding. But that happens pretty late. So yeah. I would say, like, I agree to a point, but it comes time in the game where you have to change and you have to start hoarding. Right. I mean, the other night we played a game where I lost. I It was my turn. We were all getting really close, and I rolled something really awesome, and I got 20, ended up with 21 coins. Mm-hmm. I needed yep. 22 and I had to pass the dice. I couldn't do anything. You just have to question earlier in the game, did I buy, did like, you need that let's four? say, a yeah. wheat field? Yeah, a wheat field <laughs> that yep. didn't pay me anything ever. You yep. know, and I spent one coin to buy it and that could have been the game. I think it probably happens regularly where we all are about the same. We all spend a lot. And like, could you hoard a little more like early on? And like, will that make a huge difference later? I, it's probably true. It's just hard because. Like this game is definitely like spend money to make money. So right. you get caught in that where it's like, oh shit, I have six coins. Sweet. I'm buying this right now. Right. You know, it's an, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would maybe add to that is the other benefit of spending money is that when anybody rolls something that would make you pay them, if you don't have money to pay them, they don't get any money out yep. of that. You know, mm-hmm. like it can't Which I get like taken that from too. you. <laughs> That's another good reason to not have any money is just spend it all. Right. No, no downfall if you roll something bad right That's well it. if you were gonna add a rule to this to change it up <laughs> what, what kind of rule do you think you'd add what what rule could you add to this game to maybe offset it a little um my i don't have like a real one i just think this would be a really fun game to turn into a drinking game because Dice-based drinking games are really fun. I don't know if you guys know about a <laughs> game, game called, called Three Man. Three Man. Three Man. We should, we should do a whole episode Stop on Three Man. Guys. We should. Yeah. Oh my god. Board we games. should literally be playing Three Man oh and just record god. it. And that was and like that's like our twenty like fifth anniversary. And the podcast would <laughs> might need over. like a week or two to edit that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least be hours and very incoherent. But yeah, I think you could make sloppy. rules about sloppy dice. You could make rules about like. You know, I, whatever. I don't know. I feel like a good, a good, healthy drinking game could be made out of this game. That's totally. All I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say my rule change. <laughs> I can't remember what go you ahead, said Robbie. outside go a minute ahead. ago, but <laughs> go ahead, smart guy. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I'm gonna say some sort of monopoly esque mortgaging of your properties. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, God, that's, that's fucking genius. <laughs> Oh, like so, if, like if you don't wait, have are enough you saying money, you have to like you like so you owe somebody rolls something, you owe them five coins. You don't have five coins, so you have to sell your stadium in order to, or even like Monopoly, you mortgage it, you flip it over, so you can't earn on it until you right. pay that money back to unlock it. Again. Gotcha. So you would have to wait 
sell your so you establishments get the I guess to mine, pay your debts. Mine mm -hmm. is not necessarily around debts, but it'd be more of like on a turn you can you can trade in any number of your properties and get like a certain amount of money back. To, your establishments. Yeah, you're gotcha. Your so your final turn, you could trade in all, all of your of establishments for a lump sum, twenty-two coins, and that's, then win the game. That's like the weird thing is that's why I don't like it because you're just accumulating that wealth, and then eventually you just turn in. And getting twenty-two coins is not that hard. You know what I mean? Open it up, man. Here, old Thomas. Trains are coming, yeah. coming down the line. <laughs> so I don't think you could do that. I think in in my rule change to keep it from being able to turn in everything and get money to to win the game. It's like you can trade. It's basically like a trade-in value for a specifically for another property. I think it would be very cool if you owe debts that you had to pay your debts, and if that meant um, mortgaging your your establishments that you have, you sell them back, get the money. You have to pay who you owe, so you would have to sell. You would have to pay your debts, mm -hmm. one way or another. So if that meant you're, and that would be kind of like. Uh, can't remember which one you said it was the expansion that gives you the opportunity to um, renovate or whatever. Yeah, and shut down other people's <clears throat> numbers a little bit. Right, but then you would do that to yourself. So you owe your debts. You would have to mortgage your property or your establishment, whichever one you want, for even if it's the amount of coins on the card or half of the coins it costs. Or a separate value. Of right, some, some value like on a Monopoly card they say it on the back. But right. But that's... This is a monopoly, so just to throw in the <laughs> Fuck that. info, that was the uh, millionaires row. Millionaires row. There you go. So if you do play, and so again, I think that'd be really fun. I think I agree. It's really cool. That's a really cool aspect of the game that you don't owe debts if you don't have the money. It just plays. I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah. But if you did want to expand on it, make it maybe a little more cutthroat, a little more, um, I think it would definitely extend the game quite a bit. Right. Uh, so to so to like. So the winner, just to like say it like in the sentence, would be like the first person to be debt free and have their four turned over. So in order to win, I would even would think you have you to be out of to. debt? No, I was. Well, I was going to say so. You're in debt and you mortgage your establishment, uh -huh. and then you pay your debt. Okay. And the only way to gain on that establishment again, gotcha. if you wanted to keep you know reaping the so benefits of that to, number, you wouldn't have to turn them all over again to right. win. No, I, I wouldn't. Did, I wouldn't yeah. say that. I would say as long as you get your four. Gotcha. Okay landmarks you still win but in that case you would mortgage one and i would and you know instead of like you were saying you would only be able to mortgage if you had a debt so you only Got mortgage it. properties to pay your debts and then you'd have to pay it back if you wanted to start earning on it again gotcha but you don't have to okay. i mean i think that'd be I like that i think that extend the game length quite a bit and it, it might even add a little more well, it just adds another time where you're getting rid of coins. So it's just very rare. Well, and strategy, like you you're don't. adding a whole different wrinkle to like being able to strategically use that, the ability to mortgage and use those coins to do something else. Like your strategy conversation could really expand right. with well, how you do that. And it gives some weight to those cards that takes coins from other takes people. Coins. Mm -hmm. Whereas right now. Like a six. If they yeah. owe you five, if, if you, you five, choose they the don't one have that's five. five and they don't have. What a waste. Yep. You know, but if they had to mortgage stuff, then it's like really, right. really. Or worth you it. see somebody that has no coins, and you roll that, and you're like, okay, I want it from AJ, and he has to get rid of a nine, or mm, he has to get right. rid of a one of his two. As payments. opposed to somebody who had it has the money. Yeah, if I was close to winning, you could always choose right. that. What if the, what if the card you mortgage instead of like instead of a mortgage, it's like a foreclosure almost, and so it doesn't necessarily go back to the to the pot of things that you can buy, but to a separate pile. 
and it's just done for that the game. has no you can still buy it but it's a different value so it's like maybe yeah, like an upcharge like or, something. or something if you oh, somebody yeah. else wanted to buy so, it back so if everybody like if josh sold his ranch and i'm real my strategy is really about ranches like maybe it's worth it for me to spend a little extra money to get yeah. that ranch gotcha like a foreclosure you know, you double it uh-huh. yeah, but in real life foreclosure twice as much. it's just twice as much or something yeah. Gotcha. Which means it it affects what you would be willing to sell. You know, on top right. of you wouldn't want to sell the things that are paying you out the most. You also wouldn't want to sell the things that are helping other people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. True. That'd be cool. It's pretty cool. That's a cool rule. Good rule. Good rule, like Rory. Good question, Rory. Nice job, bro. <laughs> Josh, you have a separate question or is that your question? Rory, Any questions Rory about the question. scheme? I don't question. know what that. I mean, just, that's a good one. That's a perfect question. That's yeah. a great question. If you just wanted to give you the opportunity. If you had a one wheat field, would you ever buy another weed field? <laughs> Thanks for the call, listener. Um, you're an idiot. Yeah. I I think no. Uh, I think one way to think about these questions is more of like topics of conversation. Yeah, that for helps sure. me think of it a little bit better. Host topics. Host Mine topics. is always going to be what rule would you change? Thanks, Rory. I mean, it's a great it's a great one. We should just add that up top to our <laughs> should just be, normal yeah. stuff. And then we Number should just get people, rid of questions. Drinking or not. Yep. Drinking or not. Rule change. Like a little. Yeah. Drinking or not. Yeah. Drink. And to go back and redo risk, because that's where like Rory's whole thing spawned from, is like reading all the risk, different rules. And he's like, right. if I could change the rule, <laughs> that's where that would. And then like two games later, he's like, I have a question. If you could change a rule. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we talked about changing a rule when we didn't actually change a rule. Exactly. It was already in the rule book. Yep. It just was right. a special, special yeah. rule. All right. Well, that takes us to our uh, ratings. Guest ratings. Jump Ooh. into ratings. Let's get at it. <laughs> Pitter patter. All right. Let's get at her. Well, going first, uh, this is my my rating. Uh, rating the rules and playability of the game. Not replayability. That's a whole different thing. But the rules and playability of this game, I'm going to say that this game is super easy to learn. It's like roll the dice, pay pay your money, buy a property, get money. It's like the easiest rules you could, ever, you could ever have. Um, it's super easy to play. Again, repeating, just play back what I just said. Um, and then I think it's kind of easy to master. I don't think there's a lot. Agree. I don't think it's super deep in terms of like next time I'm going to try this and next time I'm going to try this. I think there's a few iterations of that. But at the end of the day, I think it's it's relatively easy to get like a a mastery of of how to play the game and and how to how to win or at least compete. Um, and then I think there's some kind of fun real world applications of some of the places, like the cafe and the family restaurant, are things that pay you when other people roll them. So that's kind of like a fun way that you that's own the restaurant, yeah. and so they people go in, pay they you. pay you money, and yep. blah blah blah. Or you have a farm that. When it rains outside, you know, everybody wins. And so, uh, I, by farm, I mean like <laughs> wheat field and an apple orchard. Okay, it's not a farm, but yep. there's farming type and things. And if it rains. And if it rains, which is the dice rolling at anybody's oh. turn, like you don't get, it doesn't just rain on my turn. You know what I mean? Right. It rains, it rains on everyone's If it rains, it rains and everybody benefits. Yes. You know? Got it. So, uh, Pull yeah. that together. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones, I think they're a little bit challenge, like bakery. Yeah. Forest and mining. Only works on your turn. Like if you don't put the, I don't know. It's It gets more complicated. But I'm going to go ahead and give it the point. I think that Yeah, because a, some games, like you said last time, like there's no, you can't even yeah. get a correlation at all. Like right. the train you could, game. You right. could choose any backstory <laughs> yeah. for a road building game. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This so one at least I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it one for that. So overall, I'm giving this one an eight. Nice. 
El Ocho. Yeah. That takes us to you, AJ. Yes, yes, yes. I don't have quite such a a description on why I'm going to give it uh, my number because I've talked in Go ahead and say it. length about how like dice game dice games <laughs> just are not great strategy games. I think there's strategy to be had in this game, which is why it's not going to get a one. Um, and I actually like the idea of what you guys had to say. Like, if you weren't going with that top strategy, is there something else you could do and doing the whole thing with like only rolling one dice. I really like that. Actually, that's like pretty creative. So I think that it's not as, it's not as low as just like a straight dice game where you're just, you know, you're gaining the benefits of that. So I think there's a little more to it. That being said, I still think we're going to go with like a six. Big six. Big six. (laughs) All right. Good rating. Josh. That brings me to the replayability. Which I think we've all said this is a very replayable game. Cards, dice, adds to randomness in the game, which makes it you know different every time you play. But as AJ said, there aren't like a ton of strategies you can get into. So if you love to win, you kind of probably get yourself you know hooked in those couple ruts where you're playing that every time. And if you play with the same people, it could get a little stale. Um, just because in the base game, there's just really not a lot of areas you can go. It's really fun, and I would say of all the games we've done to this point, I've probably played this game the most over the last two weeks. Out of any game we've played, I've played this game the most. Why do you, why do you suppose that is? Because it's so easy. Fast. Uh, it's it's quick game. Really you can quick. play it in 30 to 45 minutes, and it's really easy to learn. And it also plays on the aspects of other games we've already played. So playing with the people I play with, they understood Catan. It really went into this game fairly easily. So that's gotcha. a good point. You know, as you're going down, we play Ticket to Ride, which helps learn Catan, which helps learn. I mean, this, I think if you went Ticket to Ride, this, and then Catan, you'd probably get, it'd be a great stepping stepping stone. That's, a, that's a good point. Wow, we got yeah, into that wow. last episode with like the stepping right. stone games. That's yeah. a good question. That's yeah. a good point with this game, like mm. being right before Catan. Right. And I think it just takes a, yeah, Catan takes those two aspects of these games and kind of puts it together really huh. cool. So I would say in this game, it is very replayable. It's very fun to replay. But because every time you play it, you can't really, like, you could try to dig into those strategies. But again, there's two really good ones. I mean, one really good one and then a potential for another couple that might pan out. And that that's fun. Trying, you know, trying new strategies or trying something completely different, which you can absolutely do. And you can have maybe twelve strategies if you really want to, you know, sure. key in on one it's number. I'm gonna buy all what, the ones. Yeah, 12, right. and I'm gonna dice, buy all man. the twos. Right. Yep. So you can get into it and it's very replayable. But I think because of the same strategy, no matter the gameplay, it's always falls into a very low amount of ways you can go about it. I think it, that takes a little bit away. So I would say this is an eight for me. Nice. Seven point three repeating. Very nice. repeating puts this at our lowest rated game. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because it's a very fun game. It is super fun. (laughs) You know what? I think it's fun, but I I like it. If we're gonna go with every game we've ever done, I think this is my least favorite of 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 all like the games. I I really really like it. There are times when I really like it. You know, like there are certain elements. There are certain times where this would be the game I would suggest to a group of people. Can we just get a quick that coming? Let's get a quick Social. Social. 
I'm just gonna air. Cheers, you. I don't know if anyone gives a shit, but going back, <laughs> I think I'd give. I think uh, Small World would be close. I think I'd be like a nine. I don't know if it'd be a ten. What would um? So you say uh, cult should be a though. one is a coin cult, flip. The cult for sure should be a ten. And like the ultimate strategy game being like zero luck, like the, if yeah. that's the thing, yeah, which is exactly. which in my which own, is what you seem to have talked about. What a lot. I've yeah. talked about, yeah. yeah. Only on the other end, I've never thought about this end, so that's why yeah. I'm a little cut off guard. But I yeah. was just trying to think of what is like no, that's fair. I think. Strategy game. Yeah, I kind of like it. I mean, I You've think taken, it's a really which cool is why way I think risk is up, risk is super high because you do have the luck of like attacking, but you've set up your whole strategy first and then. Yeah, there you have the ability to pit the pit the probability against like somebody else. Yeah, like so if you're you a, a country like of really five armies that. versus another country of five armies, and you're just going to go attack. Well, yeah, it's it's a lot of luck. Then it's like right. a lot of coin flip. But the whole game, and then I so like I think Small World too, There's knowing when to attack. It's a lot of luck in or it's a lot of strategy in Small World yeah. versus luck. So yeah, I think I think chess is probably if you're gonna like if we're gonna say like this is the quintessential game everyone knows about that's like the 10 yeah that's good i'll dice nice. that we're a 7.3 i could have sworn we were had a six game not that i have on here hmm. i mean it's kind of interesting to see everybody's ratings like like i've given I a, a, not knowing six. pandemic and cult i have a 10 two eights or three eights and a nine <laughs> so i know like pretty high nothing overall. lower than any yeah. nothing lower than any three eight yeah but and you've then, given three eights, so that's a, interesting. I, I was really low on cold. AJ in strategy like has, six or something. yeah, I think, yeah. You know what's funny, though? I was thinking about the way that you've started to talk about replayability, where, like, your strategy every time can change. Like, so this time you gave it an eight because there's really just the one strategy, and then after right. that. Just so, the more you play it, it kind of yeah. gets stale. Just so based on that logic, actually, I think uh-huh. you could give cult like a higher rating almost because like fucking every time you play Colt, new character, all new abilities, right. you could go a different way to win. Like only in that way. Now replayability, like you got your just brain fucked right. the first time you played it. Do you want to play again? I don't know. Which but I think is what I brought into it. it. Yeah. yeah. And was, that is, I don't think that is. playing it again when I think I gave it such a low because the task of getting people that and total, to I totally agree to with that play part. again yep. or even like, we'll go into it we've played it i've played it two more times now since i mean in the last two weeks Mm -hmm. and those based on that rating which might not be good anymore it was really fun Mm -hmm. Uh, the next two times i played it was exponentially more enjoyable than that first time and i think just again how long ago did we do that months yeah this is the first time i played that game again and yeah and that's and i have played every other game we've done multiple times and you know in that replayability it was really really fun and then i played it again maybe the next day or two days later or whatever but uh just that that initial hump to get back to play it again like i really didn't want to play it again and then at a certain point i like god it couldn't be that bad let's (laughs) gotta try try this again yeah and just give it another chance with our rating like really really good it's gonna get outdated quickly because i like when we first started this podcast and we did um small world i like mentioned how i was probably like my favorite board game at the time and i think that gets really up there still as far as like just strategy like i think cult might be my favorite board game just because of like how crazy the strategy is 
yeah, I think it's moved up there. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it's, it's really, that's really why fun. I tried to like <laughs> really fun, hard to learn, hard. I fun. think really fun, hard to learn. I think it's kind of fun to like break down our ratings like this because then it, they become they become a little more normalized. Game well, yeah, to game, and people you know? can hold it against us. Well, you said exactly. Boy. Six and a half years ago on your Remember second that, podcast, you and, said yeah. Risk was the greatest game ever made I by man. I was just confused because in the beginning you said that you and then at the end you said it was bad. <laughs> Shut up, Roy. Right. Shut up, Roy. <laughs> this is the only game that we haven't, none of us have given a 10. Yep. Are gonna, you serious? Yeah. Yeah, at least Josh, one of us has given Wait, so let's go back go to 10s so, on a lot. Josh so, gave a lot of 10s. Strategy, strategy AJ's goes... Seven, a seven, an eight, and three sixes, plus the other two mystery ones that I don't know. Wait, so, actually, a seven, an eight, and three sixes? Yeah. You've given the last three games sixes. <laughs> That's not yeah. great. They're all like, yeah. it's definitely a negative Nancy. Easy games. Yeah. <laughs> what are, in order, what are they? Seven. Seven is been... Jaws. Eight is Secret Hitler. Six Katan? is Catan. Ticket, Ticket to Ride. And Machi Corp. Oh, well, I don't disagree with any of those. So. Yeah. I'm surprised. You, I mean, I'm surprised you gave Secret Hitler more strategy than. Catan. Like a higher rating than, let's say, Catan or Ticket to Ride, even a little bit. It's not a lot of luck it was more involved fun. in Super Hitler. I know it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense yeah, with the up. luck thing for yeah. sure. Um, Josh's have been two mysteries and then an eight, three tens, and an eight. <laughs> nice. It's good games, but we play games that yeah. yeah. Or maybe yeah. we just ha- maybe it's like a. If I was in like charge, see, games. if I was in charge of like replayability, I don't <laughs> think I'd be that far. I don't think I'd be that different than Josh. Yeah, that's true. I think you guys might be a little more like positive if you guys were in charge of strategy. Like maybe I'm a little negative on strategy, but it's possible. It'd be kind of fun for you to sit down and like now you have a one and you have a 10. Like just keep adding on to mm. where you think like, yeah, you know, it could be kind of fun. Just... I really like our rating system, but you know, what could be fun is like flip a coin like each of us have to do a different like don't just like I don't get to do strategy every time. Oh. Like what if like oh hey this is like a random so game like it, Robbie you now have to do strategy. And um, like not even where you get to think about it but just like off the top of your head. Hmm. Could be kind of fun. Can we put that in the hopper. Yeah. Write it. Yeah, that's kind of a cool Oof. idea. That's an idea I just had. The one that's, the one thing I <laughs> We all just chose the, it based on our favorite parts. Right. It's not a big yeah, game. no, no, no. I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, the reason that's beneficial to not do that is the... Oh, fuck, I need to... Sorry, keep going. You know, if, if we do have some steady listeners, then they get to know that, like, how Josh rates a game for replayability. So if, he gives, it a, if he gives it a six or something, and you're like, oh, man, he's been spot on for what I think replayability is, right. I better not pick I'm gonna up I'm going to trust game. his six and yeah. not get that one. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, you just get to... The thing that I don't like... Calibrate a little that bit. I've been doing is like, as far as strategy games, like this is this and Ticket to Ride is probably as about low as we're gonna go, really. Like the games we're just gonna choose, like this is as low as I'm probably gonna go as these two games we've done in a row. And I went sixes, which is that sh- that shouldn't happen. Like I should have <laughs> gone twos, right? Like I mean, it, like in the scheme of things, plausible. If it's a one through ten, but it's not like a uni- It's not like a scale for our games. It's like a scale. It's like a universal scale for True. all games. You know. All right. Well, should we do a little quick scoreboard update? Yep. Sure. All right. Right now, so we played. Uh, I, I think since the last time we've talked, we've played. We played three games. I think it's the three of us. I think so. So we played two rounds of Machi Koro. 
I won one and Josh won one. And then we played another round of Colt between the three of us and Josh was the winner there. So in Sucker. terms of between now and the last time, Josh has been the big winner. Two <laughs> out of two out of three. I was I gonna win all four, but I I guess I lied on that last podcast. But that, I said I was gonna win all four. That's true. You, got, we didn't even play you got close and we didn't play four. <laughs> and AJ was the big loser for the week. Good job, AJ. Yep. Didn't win. So that I was going for those eights. I was trying for those eights. <laughs> you were really going and for And they it. never fucking rolled. AJ's so got a great win. strategy. Yep. Which brings our final totals to me with seven points, Josh. Sorry, me with seven points, AJ with five points, Josh with four points. Well, I, was, I thought you were going to say three <laughs> <laughs> or, or two. So that's it. I think that kind of wraps up our uh, our time with Machi Koro. Our contact information, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on social media at BGSC Podcast or at our email address, boardgamesocialclub at gmail.com. I'd also like to give a couple of shout outs to some listeners. I know we have some regular listeners going on now that we're in our ninth episode. Uh, we got some people down in New Mexico. We have some people in Texas. Um, and also a special shout out to uh, Beth Himes, who is a colleague of mine, former colleague at the at the uh, at Hinkley High School. Uh, she listens all the time. She sent me a message. I asked her to send us a question, and of course she didn't. So <laughs> Why are we shouting Beth out? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll delete this. Shout Beth. Out. Beth, if I don't get a question this time, never shout Beth. it out. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Thanks, Beth. Uh, we have 11 downloads in the UK. That's our biggest out-of-country download site. So that's kind of cool. Mm. Thanks to those in the UK and also... Wasn't there some folks in Australia for a while? There's some people in Australia. Yeah. There's some people in Brazil. Mm. There's mm. some people in Mexico. Probably we got Terencio's all over the family. We got Germany. It, We're national. So we had three Germany downloads. Guess what episode, I think. Catan? Secret Hitler. <laughs> Secret Hitler. <laughs> oh, shit. Not kidding. Catan. Um, <laughs> you can't write that shit, dude. No. <laughs> nice. Um, guess what episode. Hope so hopefully you guys are... Hope we did it justice for yeah. you. <laughs> hopefully you're not too offended. Yeah. Um, we did yeah. our best to keep it, you know... We did a good job. On the level. It's I mean, actually, if anybody said or didn't say that Hitler's the worst, we meant to. Yeah. For those yeah, German listeners. Yeah, that guy sucks. Just so you know. That guy sucks. We meant to say that. Um, that one's gaining popularity. I think it's our most popular episode. Nice. Uh, potentially. Our it's most downloads game. are still small world. I could which see how, hit 100. I could see how that could be... 100 plus. In the highest of like just popular games in general being like a party game and such yeah that's yeah. true People i mean like everyone controls. knows Catan, but oh yeah i'm trying to figure out i think the if you went into your podcast you were like looking for a podcast on hitler you would type <laughs> hitler and potentially our podcast and we'd up. come up those so three unlucky yeah. fools who are trying to learn i how just to want take a historical or whatever <laughs> <laughs> historical world war ii podcast let me just let's see secret hitler oh, that's interesting, oh, interesting. Yeah. board game social club yep. is probably right up my alley yep all right. Socialists. That's it. Socialist Club. That's all, that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. Board Thank you Socialist again. Club. Yeah. If you've liked what you've heard, go out and get Machi Koro or any of our other games. But this game's 25 bucks, And if you want a new board game for you and your family and you have $25, man, you could do worse than party. Machi Koro. Plus, kind of like Ticket to Ride, I would say it's not, as far as gameplay goes, it's not. You could play with a uh, younger child and not. Oh, not be sure. like way out of their league. You know? Actually, that's interesting. I like found eight plus, and then board game geeks that said ten plus, and I was like, "Well, that's weird. That's like not what, the, <laughs> like not what the game said. They just like had like a different one." And then I saw like another site that said like seven plus. So it was a little bit all over. But mm. there was some comments that was like, 
I played this game with a seven-year-old and he like whooped everyone's ass. So it was fine. Like a seven-year-old like did totally fine. Right. So definitely yeah. a younger crowd could enjoy this. It's kind of a good way to teach. A game like this would be a good way to teach a little bit of, of sportsmanship, you know, and oh, in, yeah. in gaming. Like you, not to be a sore loser. And Sport, like yeah, that. I was going to say, you lost, stop fucking crying. Yeah, I mean, you had no control over it, you know. <laughs> totally. They're like, I want the money. And you're like, you don't get the money. Yeah, did you, roll, you, did you roll number. a seven? Did right. you roll a seven? No, it's you rolled a simple. three. Yeah, it takes it out of their control. You shut you know, your dirty little mouth. Things. Yeah. Yeah, however, whatever your strategy is around <laughs> teaching them kid. the lesson. Good berating <laughs> good parenting strategy oh yeah, yeah. Hey. logic whatever i'm all about the good parenting strategy uh and hit subscribe give us a review write something down hit five stars or whatever yeah, give us your own you rating like and rate and if you want to go ahead you know, in that comment just tell us your entire breakdown of how you gave us the stars yeah yeah why if you, you gave us five why, stars. if you're gonna rate us go ahead and have some context behind it please have a, at least a three or four you know category rating <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Break bullet it down point for me. list. Yeah. Write us down. So yeah. Thanks, Thanks again, guys, for joining us during Machi Koro. This has been a blast for us. Next episode, we are going to tackle a throwback. Ooh, tenth episode. Tenth episode. It's our tenth anniversary. Ooh. Not really. Tenth episode anniversary. And we are going to tackle a little game called Clue. Ooh. And I know you're all guys excited because when you were 10 years old, you were playing Clue against your grandma and she whooped you every time. So now <laughs> you want to hear these idiots talk about your best strategy going forward to play Clue so you can go beat your grandma ass at Clue. So join us next time. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Thanks for listening to the BGSC. We'll see you next time around the tabletop. Bye now. Not even listening to me. It's Rose. Like doing a. This is like a. Yeah, Sorry. Robbie. Good no, no, point. No, 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 Robbie. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Just that so everyone great. knows, uh-huh. Robbie Trumbull was wow. just talking yeah. to our audience while Josh and I were figuring out our social. Uh-huh. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I love that rule. Cool. Yeah, me too. That sounded great. No, our audience was into it. That's you're talking to them at this point. Got it. Yeah, I don't have you, to Do you want to maybe okay. circle around and touch on that? <laughs> no, 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 no,